This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome back to Room for Improvement. This is the podcast where our panel of interiors journalists answer your decor dilemmas. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, drop us an email at podcast at yourhomestyle.uk. I'm Rebecca Messina, our digital editor, and with me in the studio today is Homestyle Magazine editor, Kirsty Dewey. Hello, Kirsty. Hello, Rebecca. Nice to have you back. Uh, and joining the Room for Improvement panel for the first time is Homestyle's features editor, Katrina Burns. Hello, Katrina. Hello, Rebecca. So our first question this week is from Emily, who messaged us to say, I recently moved into a house with a north-facing master bedroom. I've always had a south-facing bedroom in the past, and I'm at a loss as to which colours are going to work best in this light. What do you think, guys? So north-facing light does have a blue undertone, and north-facing rooms do tend to have the least light. So it is definitely good to consider what colours are going to work in that space. The best way to counter this is by choosing paint colours that have got a yellow or pink undertone because that brings a lots of warmth into the room and it won't make the room feel cold often people sort of think oh I must paint the room white Mm -hmm. but actually that can make it feel really really cold lots of white paint has got a really bluish undertone and white can feel really stark so don't feel that white is necessarily your best option to brighten up a space and don't feel that you can't go blue either because you can get blue shades which have got that little bit of a sort of yellowish or pinkish undertone so two options sort of I think I would consider is to go for a really creamy or pinky colour scheme so if you'd like your bedroom to feel fresh and bright you can sort of go for colours that that have got sort of that real warm neutral feel so things like a blush pink dulux have a lovely colour called butter biscuit tops and another dulux colour I really like is jasmine white so that Mm -hmm. is white but it's really really creamy white I've actually got that all over my halls and in my ceilings because I've got kind of lots of north and west facing rooms so those can feel quite dark but it when you do get the light and the light does hit it it just feels really warm and 
sunshiny. It's just really lovely. The other colours I sort of think about is something like a really gorgeous terracotta scheme, mm. um, which can just feel so warm. And if you like those sort of Mediterranean vibes, that goes really well with a blush pink and a kind of turmeric-y, saffron-y yellow shades. You can bring all of that in. Some lovely colours that I really like. Coat paints do. They've got these gorgeous terracotta shades called Mezcal, Old Street and Baked. Those are really lovely. If you find that some paint colours, you find the, you know, the exact paint colour that you love, but it is too expensive, then colour match. Get mm-hmm. a tester pot and get it colour matched. B&Q, just pop down there. They can they can do that, you know, really easily for you. If you really love blues and greens, as I say, look for those blues and greens that have got that kind of yellowy or or even pinky undertone. Some really nice ones are Lick, do a teal one. Um, there's also green 04 that's really lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, not very descriptive in terms of the colour, so you wouldn't. <laughs> so go and have a look. And a couple of blue shades that they recommend for north-facing rooms are blue 05 and blue 06. They are really nice. They've almost got a greyish look, but when paired with that north-facing light, they don't feel cold. So other tips I would say when you're choosing your colour scheme is to get a really big piece of lining paper. And I know I've talked about this before on the podcast, but it is just such a must. Get a massive bit of lining paper, paint it, two coats of your colours, and then pin them up around the room in different spots and look at how the light changes during the day because that will really help you choose the colour scheme that's going to work in your particular room. You can also sort of opt for something like a colour drench where you paint your entire ceiling, walls, everything, or you can just go up to the ceiling and just paint all your skirtings and everything else in that same shade. And that can really help to lift a scheme and also make a room feel bigger. If you go for that kind of real neutral, sort of warm neutral, then and you want to add some pops of colour, then you can use your bedding, you can use your soft furnishings to do that. So my current favourite is pattern sheets with plain duvets and, and quilts and stuff layered on top. I've just totally fallen in love with them. Laradu is my top tip. They've got loads of really gorgeous ones. Get them in the sale. Uh, yeah, they always not, have a yeah, sale. Get them in the sale, then they're not so pricey. But they've got some really lovely ones. And it's just such a nice way to kind of mix and match a bit within a neutral colour scheme mm. um, and, and give it a bit of a lift. Katrina, you, I think, had north-facing rooms, Yes, I did. Yeah, I had a north-facing bedroom. And I actually kind of just embraced the dark with a nice jewel-coloured shade. And it just kind of made it feel nice and cosy and cocooning. What colours did you go for? I went for a nice kind of deep green, which mm. is you know, nice and calming for a bedroom. And yeah, it just kind of, I went with the dark. Why fight it? Yeah, we did the same thing, actually, in ours, because we've got a north-facing bedroom. And it's... um. Dulux, I think it's Woodland Fern 2, which is like a really deep green that I think has a kind of a slightly yellow undertone. I'm no colour expert, but (laughs) like it does feel quite warm in there. Definitely. It doesn't feel, it's kind of like a jungly colour. Nice. You know, and you do feel feel like you're kind of sitting in the middle of a nice like cosy bush or something. Yeah, that's what you want from your bedroom. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You don't, you know, you don't have to go light. You can go dark. You can just go for that real cocooning effect. It's just how you want to feel in that bedroom. So if your bedroom is somewhere that you also work, but for instance, that's what I do in my bedroom. I've gone for quite a neutral shade with like a taupe and pinks Mm. because that then gives me the sort of, I don't know, a bit of a pep in the morning when I get up and I'm starting work because I've got a little desk in the corner 
But if it was just a bedroom, then yeah, I might have opted for yeah. like a darker, darker color scheme, I think. Yeah, I suppose it depends how you're using it. You could also paint your window frame in a sort of warm, neutral color just to kind of bring that extra bit of lightness in as well. Yeah, yeah that's a lovely idea. Yeah, use your woodwork. Paint your back. Yeah, I've got two-tone doors in a lot of my house where I've got one color on the inside, which is coordinating with the bedroom or whatever room it is. And on the other side, I've got like maybe more of a neutral color where it's in the hall so that the hall all matches. But yeah, but then the inside of the door is painted to match. And I think what you said as well about using bedding and accessories as well, I think a lot of times people maybe pin too much on paint mm. that you know if you don't pick the exact right shade you're never going to be able to set the mood that you want but you know if you do feel like the room is a bit cold then maybe you know a nice shaggy rug or like textured throws on the bed there's like lots of ways that you can add yeah. ambiance to a room without furniture furniture paint. too if you have furniture in light wood or paint your furniture in light colors mm. or maybe have some furniture with tall legs so you can see the floor kind of makes the room feel bigger and then it'll make it feel lighter as well yeah, yeah exactly well, I hope that helps, Emily. And do send us a picture because we would love to see how you get on. Next up, we have a question about the eternal dilemma storage. This one comes from Lauren and she asks, I live in a rental and I'm really lacking in kitchen storage. My living slash dining room is a decent size, but the kitchen is really small. Do you have any ideas? Well, I live in a rented flat myself with a very small kitchen. So this one's close to my heart. <laughs> Uh, first of all, it's kind of make the most of what you have. Mm -hmm. So I think you have a good sized dining room. So you could get a lovely dresser where you can store your plates, cutlery, glasses, that kind of things. And you can find some lovely vintage style ones in charity shops and secondhand shops. Kia does those lovely kind of glass fronted cabinets. Mm. Yeah, so just take some of the things that might be taking up room in your kitchen that you don't necessarily need to keep in there. And then think about kind of freestanding furniture, trolleys on those little wheels. I love those. <laughs> you can kind of wheel it out into the corner. And then think about kind of making use of empty space. Just top surface of the fridge, for example. I keep loads of my stuff there, like big bowls, colanders, baking equipment. Mm. And I think it helps just to have good looking pieces here because they're out in show. So it helps to bring a bit of colour and personality to the space. And then what kind of space do you have that you're not using? There's probably room maybe to put up some open shelving where you can put store kitchenware. And again, this kind of doubles up as decor. And then you can put on incorporate under shelf storage, maybe some hooks where you can hang mugs or wee bits of kitchen essentials. I have a, like a magnetic strip, which is really good for keeping spoons and knives, like kind of things you need every day. Yeah. And actually, Joseph, I think it's Joseph, Joseph, do these brilliant under shelf sort of storage things. And you can get ones where you slide your um, like baking foil and stuff in them. Yeah, they're, they're all great. like, they're sticky. They've like got sticky pads and they attach to the underneath of your shelf. There, there's all sorts of different ones designed specifically for all sorts of different bits of kitchen. I feel like the best stuff. minds in the world are working at Joseph Joseph sometimes. I know. Sometimes yeah, I can't no, even understand never. what the items are until I read the description. No, and I'm like, <gasps> the other thing they have that I bought is because um, I don't have a big kitchen either is they've got these sticky pan handle 
things and you put them on the inside of your cupboard door oh, and then you good. slot your pan handles into them it's so good because my I could never open my corner cupboard because I was always bashing into pan handles and it was quite annoying um, but now yeah sorted. I love just yeah making use of empty space and those kind of like magnetic hooks you can get for your fridge mm. put them on the side and like hang up your tea towels or whatever so there's lots of things and then just kind of think like I have a gas stove top unless I'm cooking not really using that space. So I use it to put my uh, kettle. I've got a wee stove top kettle that I keep there. So it's just kind of thinking outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. And you can also, if you if you have got like a gas hob, you can actually store your breadboard on there. Yeah. Obviously make sure it's cooled down first. <laughs> I, I say this because mine is singed. I was going to say, are there like black marks on the underside of your yeah, breadboard? They actually are, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, good, it's a good opportunity too just to get more organised. So, you know, get fridge storage containers to maximise your fridge and things like that. Declutter. I have had a big clear out so I don't have two of the same of anything. Uh, yeah, and I think just kind of that'll help you make the most out of your space and there's loads of stylish storage options that you can get now and yeah, just make the practical kind of a bit more pretty. And the other thing that's great is that you can get lots of square canisters now. So the Range, B&M, they all do them and they've got their plastic. So safer if you're putting things in, high, in sort of high cupboards, especially if you've got kids like I do who might drop stuff. They're obviously more space saving because they stack up right next to each other. And if you get a sort of stacking system, you can get so much more in your cupboards. Mm. And another tip is that you could buy bathroom storage units because they're nice and slim lined. So you could put them in tiny unused spaces in your kitchen, just kind of pop some casters on and yeah, you could move them around the space as, as you need to. So yeah, hopefully that answers your question, Lauren, and best of luck with it. Yeah, thank you, Lauren. Loads of great ideas there. This episode is brought to you by Visit Myrtle Beach. You know what's better than getting away to a beach? Getting together at the beach. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They've got over 2,000 restaurants, live music playing all day and night, and endless attractions. This place was made for playing hard and beaching easy. Welcome to 60 Miles Where You Belong. The Beach, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Plan your trip at visitmyrtlebeach.com. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. 
Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Moving on, this one's a bit more of an artistic question. We got this message on Instagram from Sarah, and she says, I keep reading about mixing and matching different patterns, and when I see other people doing it on Instagram, it looks so good, but I don't know where to start. How do you mix patterns without clashing? So other than quitting Instagram, what advice would you have? <laughs> this, this is a question for Katrina, because Katrina has the best selection of vintage pattern dresses in the world ever. So you need to answer this. Yeah, look at your wardrobe, <laughs> then look at your home. I think the first step is to match two colours kind of within the two patterns. So if you have a navy background, it's good to get a pattern to match that with a navy detail. I think if you have two of the same colours, it kind of creates a cohesive polished look. And even if there's loads of colours, you know, within the pattern separately, as long as there's two in there matching, I think it'll work just to have that kind of key colour. And then you need to get another accessory to kind of bring it in and link the whole look together and it'll also emphasize the pattern yeah also incorporate different sized patterns for example if you have big blousy florals pair them with smaller more delicate prints just use the large-scale pattern styles as a dominant pattern and then combine them with medium or you know smaller patterns for different accents and do you mix vintage and contemporary patterns or do you tend to stick with vintage with vintage or Contemporary with contemporary. I think you can mix mix them up. I yeah. mean, as long as as long as the aesthetic of the pattern works together, then you can mix them up. So what you probably wouldn't do is take a really ditzy floral and then mix that up with with something that's I don't know, maybe very William Morris. That mm. that might clash in a way that doesn't quite work, but. If you've got something that's modern but still maybe very graphic, that can work really well. So anything like a stripe or a gingham or something sort of more, I'd say more graphic, can work really well with with almost any floral. You just, Mm. as Katrina was saying, you just tie those colour elements in together Mm. and then that can can work as a really cohesive scheme. Mm. I think it's also important to kind of give patterns space to shine. So it's it's nice if you have, you know, a plain coloured sofa. It's a great area to kind of go all out with a mix and match of cushions or if you've got a patterned headboard, maybe just kind of go for a plain duvet. Mm. But like at the end of the day, there are no rules, you know, just kind of do what you like and have fun with it. It's just all about trial and error. And Yeah, that's the thing, I guess, as you do it more, you get more of a sense of what works for you and yeah. what looks nice with your personal decor. And it's all down to getting samples. So, you know, when you want to work out, okay, I really want to go maximalist or I, re- you know, I really want a pattern clash in this room, get samples. You can get wallpaper samples, you can get fabric samples, get all the samples together and then just, you know, lay them out on your table or whatever and and just check that they really work together and that they gel. And I mean, when I sort of, if I'm choosing wallpaper, I'll get a load of samples in and then I'll just keep them for ages before I make a choice because I tend to like go oh I like that one but then actually over time that might change so I tend to give myself a bit of time to really consider is it going to work in the space and what do I really really like Mm, um, in terms of that pattern and then you know are there key colors within that pattern that I love that I'm going to want to pull out in my other sort of bits of furniture so in my 
dining room. I've got, I've, I've mentioned it before, but I've got a really lovely um, dark sort of purple and green and pink patterned paper. The reason that I love that paper was the green and the pink because those are the colours that I've really pulled out in the rest of the room. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just experiment and see what works for you. I think cushions, if you're looking to start, cushions are a really good way to go because they're kind of easy. Low risk. (laughs) Yeah, change and swap. And yeah, yeah, so it's kind of a good introduction to mixing patterns. I went in thinking I was learning about pattern clashing and now I'm like, I'm going to make my own cushion. Our last question this week is one of our favourite types, a room makeover. I love getting our teeth into these. This is from Noreen via email and she kindly sent us over some photos as well. So we'll stick those in the show notes if you want to see the space. So she writes, our youngest son has the box room in our house. It's such an awkward space to work with and especially because there is a stair box in one corner behind the door. He literally has no space and being 13 really needs to have a desk and desperately needs more wardrobe space and general storage. We have thought about having a bed built in over the top of the stair box, which would free up space, but I hate the idea of not being able to move the bed. Also, he is only 13 and already 5 foot 11. We've done mid-sleeper beds and they are too bulky and a pain to change bedding. Please can you help as we just do not know what to do with this room without making it look smaller than it already does. Noreen, we can feel your desperation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kirsty, what do you think? Well, I have a teenage son and, and he's actually five foot eleven, so I'm fully <laughs> fully get you. And he also has the smallest room in the house. They get the bum deal. Um so logically when you've got a room with a small floor plan, you want to go up because obviously that but but looking at the pictures, you don't want to go up because you're going to block the light from the window and also you as you know it is awkward changing bedding on a on a tall bed so i think ultimately the room is small and a lot of the room is going to be taken up by the bed but it's really important that you know your son has somewhere comfortable to sleep and you know if he's going to be over 6 foot he needs a double bed mm. you know he needs a double bed he can't be in a in a tiny single so i would Embrace the fact that he's got to have a double bed, get a double bed, but look for a bed that's got some storage underneath it. Either go for a bed with drawers underneath or go for a frame and then get some storage that you can slide in and out. You know, we talked earlier about putting casters on things. You can pick up casters in all different sizes. So you can get a really nice chunky one that will slide over a carpet, get them from B&Q. They're not expensive. You can either sort of nail them in or they actually have sticky pads. You can you can stick them on. So just maximise any space under the bed, but make it really easy to access because obviously the way, the reason that a room is going to look really, really small is if it's really, really messy. And if, you know... If your son does anything like my son, he doesn't pick anything up off the floor at all, ever. So the other bit of advice I would have in terms of sort of getting all those other elements into the room as well as the bed is to just really think about how you're going to fit the storage and the desk and, for instance, you know, gaming stuff, all, all the stuff that you need to get in there. So you could take out a bedside table and swap it for a shelf. That immediately will free up floor space. You know, you can either opt for just a single shelf or you can use one of those sort of Ikea box type shelves because then you've got storage as well. But just get it off the floor. In terms of 
gaming and, and desk. So you could get a gaming desk, which has got all the kind of clever bits and bobs in place already so that you can store the console, the monitor, etc. Ikea do one. It's called, I don't know how to pronounce it, but the, it's like Freda, F-R-E-D-D-E. Mm-hmm. They do one. It's like £179. So it's not extortionate. It's quite slimline as well. So it's not going to stick out miles into the room. If you want a desk that can be sort of put away when it's not in use, you could look for a flip down option. So that's then going to be tucked away when it's not in use. So it's not going to be sticking out into the room. And there are loads and loads of, loads of options out there. So Wayfair do a really good one that's very sort of industrial and slimline called the Sunny Floating Desk. I found a really big selection on Mano Mano. They've mm. got some that have also got built in shelves. So you've got extra storage. And they start at like £50. So really quite reasonable. Yeah, there's a lot of options um, on Amazon as well. For there are loads desks. of options on Amazon. And the other thing they have on Amazon that's great is you can actually get a bed monitor mount. Okay. So if your son does a lot of his gaming sitting in bed and you don't mind that, <laughs> uh, what you can do is if you get a bed with a frame, you can actually fix the monitor to the end of the bed frame. So it's literally taking up no room. Then there's a very real risk that he'll never leave the bed again. This is true. <laughs> then you can obviously put a shelf up and put the um, gaming console on the shelf, but it keeps everything out of the way. And then if you, you know, depending on what you're, you want your son to sort of have in terms of a, of a chair, I, I would go for a chair and not a stool because obviously if you're doing your homework, you do need a bit of back support. Mm. You could go for a fold-up chair if, you, if you're if you really, really concerned about space because then obviously you can flip the desk up, fold the chair up and it's all out of the way. But obviously the most comfortable option is going to be a proper desk chair. But you want to look for one that doesn't have big splayed feet at the bottom because that's just going to eat into the room. And then thinking about storage, so ladder shelves, those are really, really useful for a small footprint room because they take up less space and they go nice and tall. So height is your friend, basically. You want to look for nice, tall, but slim line pieces of furniture, things that don't jut out far into the room. So nice, tall chests of drawers. Um, those IKEA box shelves I mentioned earlier, those are really handy. You can fold up jumpers and stack a load of those into mm. them. If you're, you know, if your son's into clothes, uh, which mine is, and maybe likes to display them or just or shoes, like how many pairs of trainers, you know, get some storage where they can tidy it away, but also have it out on display. Mm. And then the other thing, depending on whether your son needs a has a wardrobe, you can get these fantastic space-saving hangers. So I don't know if you've seen them, but basically you can hang five things at least on one hanger. So you hang them all up and then you sort of twist them round. You can get them on Amazon. Just, just search for space-saving hangers. You twist them round and then they hang flat and oh. just take up no space. It's so brilliant. Nice so you can have a really tiny wardrobe, but actually hang loads of stuff in it. And then I guess the last thing I think about is the window, because obviously you really want to maximise the light coming into the room, because that is going to make a difference in terms of sort of how big the room looks. A recess blackout blind, I would suggest, is really discreet and really sleek, and it can really help to make the room look more spacious, because you haven't got the sort of bulky curtain. Yeah, so the recess blind, that's one that sits within the window within frame. The window, yeah. If you can, if you can fit that, but just a nice flat 
blackout blind will just it kind of takes there's no fuss you know teenage boy they don't want fussy curtains probably anyway mm. but it's just a really easy way of kind of very easy to up and down just a really easy way to kind of flatten that out and just maximize the, the light coming through that window yeah well i don't have a teenage son but i'm about to have um, a baby in two weeks so i'm <laughs> Taking in all these space saving <laughs> tips. What about colour? What would you say for for colours in the room? So I think, Noreen, if your teenage son is like mine, uh, my son's in skateboarding and everything just gets bashed against the wall. So I probably wouldn't go for white. I'd go for I'd go for a colour. I mean, obviously, you know, you want to go for the colour that your teenage son wants, but go for go for a colour that isn't going to show up the scuff marks. <laughs> and and choose a paint like a tough and durable washable mm. paint. Lots of companies make them now. You know, Dulux do some home based, do their own brand. Um, I think B and Q's own brand comes in a in a sort of washable and tough version, and then you can literally wipe the the scuff marks off the wall. I mean, what I do every now and again is I literally go in with a paintbrush and just paint over. <laughs> them. That's when the um, the sample rollers, like the ones that you get from so Dulux, handy. are so good for that. Like I yes. ordered a bunch when I decorated our bedroom, just so that anytime one of us scuffs it, just get the little sample oh, roller yeah. out. Yeah, so handy. And I think the other thing is like, uh, for me, I always would want you know my son to be able to just decorate it the way he wants and he's got stickers and posters and stuff all over the wall so for me it was about not being precious about yeah. it you know deco- decorate it make it you know the colours that, that your teenage son wants but then just let him do what he wants that, that was my <laughs> kind of thing because then it's his own space and yeah it's somewhere that he can kind of retreat to and feel comfortable and feel like he's got ownership so I hope that helps <laughs> I really hope that helps Noreen. yeah Good let us know how you get on that's all we've got time for this week as ever you can check out the show notes links to all the products that we've mentioned in today's episode you can find that at yourhomestyle.uk so thanks for joining us again don't forget if you have a decor dilemma for our panel send it to us at podcast at yourhomestyle.uk thanks for listening (laughs) 